0: I've only done adult things, like car shit.
1: Cool. Let's talk about fixing our cars <laughs> and getting oil changes. Maybe that. <clears throat> I'm safety and emissions.
0: Safety and emissions. Yeah. Going to the DMV. Talking
2: about, talking about, about, about the struggles safety of Safety and emissions. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> I don't have to do it for a few months. Although, actually, shit, when I move, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah, you will. Fuck. Yep. That's a fuck shit stack right There's
1: there. so many fuck shit stacks. God
2: that, damn that's it. That's like a hey, uh, whole week.
1: You know what else is a fuck shit stack?
2: Uh, I don't know what 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 is a fuck shit stack? Man? Uh,
1: the Savage Land Yeah
3: uh. word Adjective Pronoun Adverb run
0: on and on and on. Where my Jerins at
1: Parenthetical uh, Shit, motherfucker, ass, tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker Okay, welcome back to the Savage Land uh, We got a lot of fuck shit stacks for you tonight Plenty of all, yeah, all the fuck shit stacks with our uh, boy Reggie uh, Who else we got in the uh, fuck shit
2: stack house?
0: Jason! Rachel
2: Fuck shit. I'm fucking shitting and stacking my way to the top.
0: Shit,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, what's the good word, uh, fuck shit stackers? Oh, you know, we got we've we've had a week. We've had quite a week.
1: <laughs> um, uh, enlighten enlighten the uh user user uh, the listeners.
2: Uh, well, should we should we kick the the show off by talking about our latest review? Oh, yeah, we should probably do that. We got to talk about it. So, um yeah, we we as as you guys may know every once in a blue moon we get a review on iTunes because uh you guys are you guys are awesome. Um and uh we got a review like almost a month ago at this point that we just didn't see. So, uh, it's time to cover that review. I'm pulling it up right now, so uh so we can give the exact review, but it was a very very well thought out and uh very kind review. Um <laughs> and thankfully this person will be even more pleased with uh the news that I guess we've known about for a while but we still haven't talked about on the show. No. Um
0: I don't know when we should talk. About
2: it. Probably just talk about it today. You know, yeah. I mean,
1: well, let's get some more information settled first before we talk about it.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, still figuring out the shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> the fuck shit stack is still a fuck shit. Well,
2: I mean, stack. we can talk about one element of, of We need to yeah, unfuck the un- shit stack. So <laughs> so the review. We'll talk about the review first. Uh, This review was a glowing one-star review, Um, and uh, the person, (laughs) the title of the review is Aside From Jason. Uh, The review goes as follows. I enjoy the show, but as I continue to listen, I like it less and less when Jason begins talking like an idiot using stupid voices. Uh, He completely ruined the Marvel Legendary episode. Still enjoy the other host. Sadly, if I want to continue listening, I have to put up with Jason.
0: You should have read that. Don't we all, listener? Voice. Don't we, have we all? To
2: it. <laughs> I enjoy the show, but as <laughs> I continue to oh listen, fucking. <laughs> 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 well, um, thanks for the review. We uh, yeah, we do appreciate you. it. We appreciate um, reviews. Thankfully, like like oddly
1: timely. You know, you know what I like is that because he doesn't like your voice, but everything else is fine. One star. One star. Not like uh, maybe three. I know. <laughs> It's like okay, that's a I you know I like everything except for one element, mm, one star.
2: I know that is that's is kind of the funny thing like uh I I knock off a whole four stars of this podcast, guys.
0: God, yes. <laughs> God damn it. You got, that is,
2: you got a lot of clout around here. That is the only non five star review we've ever gotten, so that's that's always nice. Um but yeah.
1: So, um, all or nothing with the uh reviewers.
2: Th- thanks for the review though. And uh you know, anyone else who uh wants to give us a review. Unfortunately, like what what displeases me about it is they didn't mention Keith David at all in that review.
1: You know, I'm fine with reviews that are critical. Mm.
2: No, oh, me yeah. too. I just wish Keith David was mentioned in it. There is a sliding
1: scale, though, right? Like, Generally, I would reserve one for... like Nazi propaganda? S- Nazi prop. Well, I don't know if it was well done. Probably, <laughs> That's true. I, I'd reserve one stars for like, two 14-year-old girls... Talking as fast as possible over each other about how excited they are about keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god, and then Chloe on the other episode and talking to oh Kim and, 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 and Ashley. What? I don't know. Ashley's right. probably a Kardashian. Kill Cashly?
2: Ka- I don't know. Cashly? What. <laughs> Cashly? <laughs> Is that a Kardashian? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a Kardashian. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you it's know. All, it's all or nothing. We we want people to review regardless. So absolutely, whatever Go whatever their thoughts are. If if uh, one aspect of the show has taken off four stars for them, then so be it.
0: If you don't like something, tell us, and maybe we'll change it.
2: Tell us and give us a one star review. Thankfully, I mean, coincidentally enough, this review probably came on the exact day that uh, we decided to start having Matt host the show, which like legitimately was entirely coincidental.
1: That's pretty funny. Yeah,
2: like that's it's oddly timely, but. I mean, the voices still haven't stopped. So, win some, you lose. Some. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's like that my new know, ca- my
2: my that's my catchphrase, right? Yeah, my catchphrase yep. is. Uh... 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 Copper's weighing in on the show for us too. Yeah. Chillax. He, he oh. just wanted to. He just wanted to get involved. Um, but yeah, no, so moving forward i mean there there are some changes uh coming to the show you know entirely coincidentally just situationally um so you know we'll uh we'll give you guys some more updates that'll be in the next uh 2 or 3 weeks we'll be seeing some changes here um just mostly because uh you know i'm moving and stuff so
1: Yep, and I'll be uh, slapping the bass for an hour and a half (laughs) every episode. So get ready for that, guys.
0: Yeah, and I'll just be cheering you on.
1: Yeah, Yeah. ready, ready for? I will just be like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Slap it, Matt.
2: Slap it to bass. Slap it. Slap it. All right. Slap that ass. Um... Slap it good. (laughs) This (laughs) This got <laughs> this one. This got dark.
0: <laughs> it got um, weird.
2: Well, anyway, uh, so that's that's over and done with. Um, if you feel like counterbalancing the negative review, then we will not uh, oppose you. Just uh,
1: so does that mean if you hate our podcast, but like uh, I made a funny joke once, we should get a five star review, right? Same logic applies. Totally, I think so. Yeah. So if you hate our podcast, give us a five star review because you probably there's probably one thing you enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. Like just reverse. Like, did you enjoy that we played Fuck Shit Stack at the beginning of this episode?
2: Five star review. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, but uh, let's 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 get to the the brighter side of things. Rachel, you had some car trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not car trouble. Just, just
2: adult trouble. Adult, car-, car monotony.
0: Yeah, adult troubles. It's always fun. Yeah. Super fun. Uh,
2: ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. Uh, who am I starting to catch up?
0: I do have one thing I catch up, which okay, Rachel, I remembered when you mentioned Nazis.
2: <laughs> Speaking of
0: Nazis. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Nazis. I have uh, still been watching Man in the High Castle.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Midhooka. Mm-hmm. Good? Bad? Okay. I
0: don't know. I don't know if I like it or not, really? honestly. I really love the first episode, mm-hmm. and now I'm about five episodes in. Okay. And I just don't know if I'm liking it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But now I feel invested because I've watched so many episodes.
2: Is it, I mean, is it like cheesy? Is it?
0: No, I think it's just more hard to follow.
3: Mm.
0: Like, I was watching it and I realized that I still don't know who the man in the high castle is.
2: (laughs) It's a metaphor. Is it a mystery?
0: Because they said that he was dead, but there's still rumors that he's alive.
2: That's how I felt with the Big Bang Theory. I, was like, I still don't know who the Big Bang is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dumb.
0: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's how I felt about how I met your mother. Except that right? was that was like the, the point of how I met your mother, though. So you don't know who the mother is. I never met her.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> none of us ever met her.
2: Well, Have none of us ever met that actress? No. No? Damn. I guess we haven't met. <gasps> Wait. your Actress? <laughs> <laughs> thought that was a documentary. I <laughs> thought they just had a laugh track in their apartment. I thought that was my real life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Thought those were all my friends. Thought Ted Mosby was my buddy. Anyway, back to Rachel's kitchen.
0: Yeah, that—that's really it. Is that I'm still a little confused and I don't know if I like it.
2: Huh? Is it? And it's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Hmm. I still don't know how I feel about Amazon's original programming Like I know Transparent was like really good or whatever
0: it, It's nicely done Like it doesn't look like a cheap show
2: Uh huh
1: But Shit, We just watched something on Amazon that was really good
2: Alpha House Cool fun fact Alpha <laughs> that, House with John was, Goodman
0: That was super awesome
2: God damn it what was it <laughs> Alpha House with John Goodman <laughs> Negative it was not that it was something else Was it Alpha House? <laughs> I can't John remember Goodman?
0: I did try to watch House of Cards
2: Try to? You didn't like it?
0: I can see how it can be a good show. It's not my type of show. It's not your good show? So, yeah. Huh. I gave it about three episodes. Just didn't
2: like it? I love House of Cards. That show's so good to me.
0: I thought I would like it, but, yeah, I don't really care.
2: Southern Southern Kevin Spacey wasn't doing it for you?
0: No, not doing it for I me. I
2: love Southern Kevin Spacey. Because I, I love, especially in the first episode as he's like talking about the politics or whatever and like he break like he breaks the fourth wall a ton in that first episode. Yeah, he does. And uh and all those moments are like really funny when he's just like he you know, he copes with uh whatever whatever by doing whatever whatever and then he looks back at the guy and the guy does whatever and then he looks back at you and just goes you know, like makes a little Jim yeah. from the Office face.
0: Yeah. I I tried. Basically my whole life right now is I tried. <laughs>
2: It's okay. That's what my parents say about me all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we tried.
2: We tried. <laughs> I don't know why it's that, so weird. I don't know. It just came out that way. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the end. The end.
2: <laughs> I. Uh, so you, you guys know, like all the films, all the big films, they release like their big old art books and stuff like that. You know, Barnes and Noble. It's like a big old hardback, and it's like the art of. Batman v Superman or or every Marvel movie ever or whatever. Have you ever seen those? No. So the one I have, my all time favorite art book I've ever seen, mm-hmm.
1: is uh, what a workshop released. Do, do I got something on my nose?
2: Oh no, that was just me <laughs> itching my own nose.
1: <laughs> uh, what a workshop released a uh, a uh, sort of a uh, um, uh, like a book about all uh, for uh, for uh, Kong Peter Jackson's King Kong. Okay. And uh, it's uh, it's like a uh, it's just it's just concept art, but they they put it all into a book and wrote it up like a uh, sort of like a uh, science book about the 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 the, the uh, all the animals that live on con- uh, Skull Island. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, Super cool. cool. So you get to see all the cool concept art, but it's all like. There's the picture of the animal and then like a little brief write-up about, you know, what its Latin name is, its size, and like sort of a like a brief kind of, you know, what, what it eats, what mm-hmm. eats it, what its role is in the environment. and That's cool. And they go through all the different
2: zones of the island. Yeah, it's very cool. That's I, I love art books. Like I, I even had one from Spider-Man 3 that I loved. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It was like the, the Spider-Man 3 art book was actually like pretty fantastic because it, it had a lot of like the Venom concept art and stuff and like... How much cooler Venom could have been in that movie than he was? <laughs> um, this but, is like before they made him look dumb. Yeah. Well, so this was—I mean, it was for you know Spider-Man three, and so it was all the the development of of making.
1: So is it like, oh, that's a cool Venom, and then there's like sixteen more that progressively get worse? Yeah. These little. No. There.
2: Yeah. There were a bunch of drawings that were like way cooler. You're like, oh, that would have been so sick, and then you end up with Topher Grace Venom, and you're like, oh. Boo. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I I recently was at Barnes & Noble. I was working on some videos and stuff because my home internet sucks, so oftentimes I'll go to a coffee shop or whatever to, to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, every time I've been there before, the art books for like Batman v Superman, all the Marvel movies, and Force Awakens have been in like plastic wrapping. And I went there this time, and the Force Awakens art book was no longer plastic wrapped. Whoa! Yeah, right. What? The freaking kids are out of the playpen.
0: I can't believe it.
2: The the dogs are back in town. Am I right? The right. flip flops are off the hosbangs. bangs. <laughs> The coat hanger is out of the tree barn. Uh, I thought I you were going to go somewhere I real <laughs> dark totally with that.
0: I thought you were going somewhere else.
2: No. Uh, <laughs> that would have been bad. Um, <laughs> I was like, Jason, slow Okay, you're
0: I'm like, oh, <laughs> slow my God,
1: down, what buddy. is he going to say?
2: <laughs> we're watching a train wreck. I was um, like, and put a marker at uh, minute 15 for <laughs> editing. <laughs> um. No, so uh, so I, I grabbed the shit out of it, because I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to look at this art book. Um, and it, like it is freaking packed. So who, who, who did the art? Uh, a bunch of people. Oh, so they, okay. they had like a whole art department, and the cool thing about Force Awakens is that they actually were developing the story and the art at the same time. Right. Um, and so once Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm and all them, then they kind of got started on Episode 7 and the concepting, even before J.J. J. Abrams was attached. Um and so they, they had the art department just kind of start going and just just sketching up things and, th- and all that. Um, and they even had one of the artists, uh, his dad worked on Empire Strikes Back and designed the snow speeders among other things. So there's this weird like multi-generational thing. Um, and And as you're flipping the pages through the art, it's actually got like notes and and uh, story with all the art talking about not only what's in the pictures but also the development of the entire movie. Hmm. And so you're finding out all this crazy stuff. Like, uh, originally, Ray and Finn were supposed to be characters named Kira and Sam. uh, And Sam looked basically like Han Solo, originally. Um, And there was, like, just a bunch of these details. And and, uh, it kind of takes you along the journey of them fleshing it out. Because as the uh, story developer, the original guy... um, What was his last name? Michael Arndt or something like that. Uh, The original screenwriter for Episode 7. As he's developing the story, they actually had him, like, every few days or something they had him um send them information on what he was thinking of the concepts that he was doing and like things like that and so they have documentation of how all of these things took shape um and so you just keep flipping the pages looking at all this artwork meanwhile you're you're watching the story come together and then you get to the point where jj abrams gets on board and they take a tour of skywalker ranch and look at all the original art from the original star wars trilogy and like how certain things came about and um I don't know. It was really freaking cool. And they had like... They even had concepts where originally they were going to include some form of Anakin Skywalker in Episode 7. Um And I, I really actually do think that he's going to come into the next episode because it seemed like something that wasn't ever written out. It was just sort of something that was there that they decided to push back a little. Um but there's so i mean i only got halfway through and it was just it was freaking fascinating reading all this like the notes from jj the notes from the artists and stuff and like just how much pure work that they had done before they ever even had any semblance of a story was awesome like in in the original drawings for kylo ren like the original concept of him and stuff like i don't know it was all just freaking cool so, did you buy it no, I didn't buy it. I only only because I'm unemployed and broke as a joke right now. Is it
0: a thousand dollars?
2: It's like thirty bucks, I think. Oh, okay. oh that's affordable. that's not bad. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not terrible. Um, that's a great price to pay for a book. Yeah, it's. I I think it's like thirty or forty or something. So it's. I mean, it's definitely worth it. It's just like you know, up until I'm. All done with my move and and you know gainfully employed. I'm like shit. I gotta cut the needless expenses. Sure. Um,
0: no, whatever. Go buy it. I know.
2: It's so totally let's go fine. spend all my. So money. So what movie would make the worst concept art book? The worst. Um, surprisingly, Batman v Superman had a pretty good one, and also every Marvel movie has had a big one. And I really want to get a bunch of them. But anyway, that's a side note. Um, <laughs> here's a bunch of ones that are good. Yeah, there's a bunch of ones that are good shit any movie really bad one Um, like what movie would you
1: not want to look at the concept art for
2: I almost said Jupiter Ascending but then I was like actually no the concept art for that must have been fantastic yeah totally shit what's a I think you gotta start Mm. thinking in a different direction there buddy yeah I really Mm. do let's see Bridesmaids (laughs) Bridesmaids. sure bridesmaids. if there was any concept art done for Bridesmaids
0: Bill and Ted's excellent adventure
2: Mm. be some fairly boring concept art huh there probably is a book of concept art for that, though, because of all the, you know, they meet Genghis Khan and all that or, stuff. Or, so or the Bogus that. Journey. Oh, yeah, Bogus Journey is probably worse than uh, Excellent Adventure, huh? he
0: makes, like, robots and shit in that <laughs>
2: one. Um, I'm going to call back. I
1: think the worst uh, concept art book would be, like, Human Centipede.
2: It's <laughs> a call back to TMBC from two days ago. Yesterday. Well, when this was released two days ago airtime. I can't get these things TMBC's right. Tuesday. Did and I miss Savage Lens talking Thursday. about
0: Human Centipede? Yes, in, you did. In
2: depth. <laughs> in oh, <God. laughs> we no. talked about it way more than we should have. I'm,
0: now I'm glad <laughs> I didn't do it.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't want to see that concept art. Uh, yeah, that'd be some horrific concept art. Tusk. Actually, Tusk would be some fascinating concept art. Um, yeah, I think Human
1: Centipede is going to win,
2: yeah, the, win the battle. Yeah, the it probably does. Or Saw. Won. Actually, Saw.
0: Mm, no,
1: so I don't. might be like borderline more interesting though. I
0: think that would be you mentioned
1: to like you got one thing going for it, <laughs> you got one thing that's going to be that concept
2: art. You're just designing how the sewing is done and what yep. type of seams you use. Yeah, uh, uh, so.
0: no, I don't want to <laughs> talk
2: about it. All
1: right, cool. What's next?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a green room. Yeah, I was gonna say you saw a green room. What's the deals, dude? Freaking good, like Freakin'? freaking freaking um freaking good (laughs) freaking wow Uh, one star (laughs) yeah (laughs) everything was good except the kid who played Chekhov. so one star um no it was very surprising like it's not my typical type of movie and so i'm glad i didn't really watch any of the trailers or anything like that before going to see it i just heard the hype about it and so i was like shit yeah i'll go see it i heard quentin tarantino said it was one of his favorite movies in the last few years so i was like shit tarantino likes it i'll go see it um and i'm really glad that i didn't watch any trailers because i probably would have gotten less interested about it after watching the trailers just because the genre itself is not my typical flavor um and so i was i was insanely surprised and like i i knew nothing about it and patrick stewart doesn't show up for a good 20-25 minutes and when he does it's like oh fucking shit shit's about to go down son son um ew (laughs) Uh, but no it's it's really intense like it'll it'll keep you gripping your seat like once- once it gets going it keeps you gripping your seat for pretty much the whole time it'll keep you a hoof in your linglings it'll keep you a clench in your bahookas. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what would that even be <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an old timey word for cell phone
0: I don't think so. <laughs> In my mind, it, it's something else.
2: It's a steam-powered cell phone. Um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> It'll keep you... Uh, boo up your...
1: <laughs> That's my new thing. So everyone knows. I'm just going to start making up my own comparisons like that.
0: I don't know if people are going to like our
1: new post. Oh, posts. man. I think we're going <laughs> to get a lot more one-star reviews, huh? <laughs> Why you don't like my show? I so thought Jason cool.
2: was bad, but
1: <laughs> I don't even care. You know why? Because it's kind of like when you're fling, fling your. All right, all
2: right. But no, Green Room's is fantastic. I mean, you know, up and coming little little punk band stuck in a tough situation, and and Patrick Stewart. Yep, I'm it's excited. Great. I want to see it. It's fantastic. You got to see, see it.
0: Want to see it. Um I wanna see Keanu.
2: I I saw Keanu as well. Is it awesome? It's actually really good. I
0: really wanna see it.
2: I thought it looked like I, I thought it looked pretty dumb and I was basically just relying on hope that uh you know Key and Peel would uh deliver. I, I didn't know what it goods. was.
0: I'm like, what the fuck is this cat movie? And then I <laughs> saw I mean, it's, it's and obviously and, uh
1: sold. It's a ripoff of uh, John Wick. John Wick, right? Like in that's a, why they call it Keanu, right?
2: In a way, like uh, the concept of it is is a ripoff of John Wick, but the execution is very different. Well, uh, yeah, like a spoof. No, oh really? Yeah, no. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like the concept is fairly similar, but the execution—it's there's not really much in it that's like, oh, this is a John Wick spoof. Um, but the concept is similar. Okay. But, no, but they it,
1: fucking name the cat Keanu.
2: Yeah. Well, and Keanu Reeves voices the cat in the scene. Yeah. 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 In the scene. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure that, like, at some point in development, they were like, we're going to do John Wick, but with a cat. But then, you know, eventually it, it's, you know...
0: I'm glad it's not that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I want to see it. It looks great. It's it's pretty fantastic. they I see it. Key and Peele bring it pretty hard.
0: I love Key and Peele. Yeah, they're
1: hilarious. Yeah. I watched an interview today where they, like... During
2: the interview, they had to eat cons- like like <laughs> hot hotter, wings. Hotter oh, wings. Yeah. I love I love those videos. T J Miller did one that was hilarious too. Was it? Yeah, because that, that guy just does that with it. like everybody right. that he that's interviews. Thing, yeah. yeah,
1: that's just the first one I'd ever seen.
2: It's it's pretty good. The T J Miller one is the only other one I've seen, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was very
1: funny. They were not happy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's good shit. Um, other than that, I don't think I really did anything.
1: Yeah, speaking of T J Miller, I watched Deadpool again last night. Yeah. Sure did. Is it, is it just as good or do you hate it now?
2: No, I don't hate it.
1: It's, it's it's a damn good movie. It is really good. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nice to watch it in silence Mm-hmm. and like every once in a while I like chuckle a little oh, bit. Oh, you
2: watched it at home? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, you really can get the nuances of the jokes again, finally. Yeah. Oh, because did you? every time I've seen it in theaters, people are laughing so hard. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I d- you don't hear everything. <laughs> did you watch it after I left last night? Mm-hmm. Jesus, you must have stayed up real late well to be f- it's a short movie that's and, true, and uh I had to watch like twenty minutes the night before,
2: oh okay yeah um oh okay before before we get back i I do have one story no, it's too late. that just happened too Wait, late. so
0: your turn's uh, over okay, go
2: ahead it's It's just relating the reason I said it because it was relating to your house and your general location uh I stopped by the gas station on the way here a floozy. <laughs> a floozy whiz banger flump flums <laughs> um waving was
0: the, her it was, slingers <laughs> it
1: was
2: the gas station right by your house and like I walk in and he goes like oh hey, look your shirt I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt and uh I'm like oh thanks man and then he and the other older guy start having a conversation about Star Wars and the guy starts going what's that aren't they they have like a new one with like Denzel Washington or something like that and I'm like in my head I'm like what and then the guy the guy that he's talking to is like uh I don't think there's one with Denzel Washington he's like trying to figure it out and and the guy's like, yeah, I think it was, it's, there's some it's like, Denzel Washington. And he's like, I is he, like, is he Han, and the other guy that he's talking to goes, I don't know, is he, like, Han Solo or something? And I was like, what the fuck is this conversation? As I'm, like, walking out, like, why Denzel Washington? And then the, the kid who apparently knows Star Wars thinks he's Han Solo. I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, it was just weird. Right by your house exists a portal of people who...
0: That's like they confused Denzel Washington with
2: Forrest Whitaker. I think they actually confused. I think the because the first guy didn't see Force Awakens, and so I think that he confused Denzel Washington with Finn. Oh, really? Yeah. That's
0: totally (laughs) Denzel Washington. (laughs)
2: Ugh. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Denzel Washington in a Star Wars movie. I wouldn't either. It was just this weird pocket scenario that lasted for like two minutes. That I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Anyway, sorry. Weird glitch. Yeah. Back, back over to Matt. Noodles were good, by the way.
0: Noodles.
2: Uh, yeah, Jason got got noodles last night. I walked in like a minute after they closed, and they were like, "Oh, it's okay. You can still get your noodles." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> were they Nidarians? <laughs> <laughs> Nymordians. <you know? laughs> yeah, they were all <laughs> Nymordians. <laughs> oh God. I I almost did an impression, that I was like, "Nope." No. Nope. I don't know. Steer clear of that. Yeah, I probably <clears throat> don't want to touch that. Yeah. No, uh I was gonna
1: relay one of my one of the one of the moments in there that like without fail makes me laugh, but it's a, there's no words, it's a visual gag, so I'm not gonna bother. Which gag is it? As um, I make you bother. So, yeah. <laughs> it's when he goes over to talk to Colossus and Negasonic and, then, and she's oh, sitting no. on the car and homeboy is still like like sorted to the thing. And he uh He's talking to him. He's talking to him, and they're like a uh, 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 Deadpool, like pointing over to the guy who had taken the sword out of his chest and had gotten away. And he like looks over and he looks back at him and he makes the Home Alone face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just like it just cracks me up every time. <laughs> I do like that. I, li- I the one the one that had me laughing the most in the theater is when Colossus walks up behind him and he reaches up and hits him in the crotch and then feels him and goes, "Dad, yeah." <laughs> That, that that made me laugh super yeah. hard, too. Dad? Yeah, it's like the first two times I saw it, I wasn't sure if that's what he said. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe that's my own weird sense of humor projecting that onto him. Nope, like, nope that's what he said. That's it's awesome. Dad. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> Fucked up as shit. Uh, no, I man, that movie, it
1: is. It's just a lot of fun. I, d- uh, I'd like to see if they've got uh, any additional scenes or anything on the uh, on the Blu-ray, Blu-ray release when that comes out.
2: Yeah. I... Yeah, I want to watch the shit out of those special features. Yeah, because that was very funny.
1: But it's such a clean movie. It really is. There's like, everything ties up at the end. It's wrapped up in a nice bow. The story's very simple. Yeah. Very you know, comic
2: booky. The studio tried to make them tell it sequentially. Really? Yeah. Why? They thought that audiences would be confused with the non-sequential storytelling or oh something like god, that. Oh my god, the studios are the worst. I know, right? Can they ever, like, can, I wonder if studios are ever like, hey, wait a minute, guys
1: every suggestion we told them to do and they didn't do, Oh, every suggestion we told them they didn't do and this movie made $400 trillion. Yeah. Let's not suggest things anymore.
2: You'd think. Yeah. Unfortunately, it never goes yeah, that way. I mean, unless you're Christopher Nolan, happen. it never goes that way. And even with Nolan, I'm sure after Interstellar, he, er, the studio's are like, all right, we're in it back a little bit. Doug, like, all right, buddy, you got to <laughs> turn that base
1: way down. <laughs> I mean, that, seriously, when we saw Interstellar,
2: the bass was so loud, I couldn't hear the dialogue. I know. Well, and that's the thing is, like, people talk to him about that, and he's like, it's intentional. Ugh, it's so annoying. <laughs> I know. It's just like the Bane voice. It's like, one star. Like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we just got another one star because of my voice. Um,
0: yeah, every time you do it, another one star. Well,
1: that's another one star coming down the pipeline.
0: I can't watch Interstellar ever again, probably, because I really? watched the honest trailer of it. And every time they talk about Hans Zimmer's score, Mm -hmm. that's like he fell asleep on his organs. (laughs) It just keeps getting louder and louder. I laughed so hard that I'm like, I can't listen to it ever again or I'm just going (laughs) to laugh.
2: You know, I did watch it again. That's a damn good movie. Oh, it is. I freaking love Interstellar. I uh, I, I really enjoy the um, Cinema Sins with Neil deGrasse Tyson on that movie. It's really damn good. I like,
0: thought about watching that, but...
1: I'm sick uh, of... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sick of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Really?
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little... He's such a, like a... Who r- gives a shit? Yeah. I don't give a shit.
1: Like, I like I have so much respect for the guy. He's done so well, much for the progression of science. And then Star Wars comes out and he's like, I'm going to put out a video. And it's going to be me <laughs> talking about all the inaccuracies <laughs> of Star
2: Wars. It's like, oh my God, come on, dude. Yeah, I never watched that. I mean, with, like, with The Martian and with Interstellar, he was actually, like, the whole time that he's on there, he's like... When they're going to make a negative point, he's like, actually, that's a really cool and accurate thing or whatever. That's my problem, though. If it's not really
1: cool and accurate, he's like, "Mm, anyway, so in Star Wars, um, it's like, (laughs) come on, dude, it's Star Wars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not
1: watching Star Wars for
2: scientific accuracy. Yeah, that's fair.
0: We know that's not going to be accurate.
2: Yeah. I only watch it with, like, like, true sci-fi movies. You know what I mean? Like, movies like uh, The Martian or Interstellar that are trying to be, like actual science fiction and not you know space opera fantasy but even
1: that like you know or like okay let's 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 say that like let's assume that time travel is real right and loopers like a pretty damn good time travel travel movie right yeah so imagine neil degrasse tyson watching looper and be like "Mm, time travel (laughs) it
2: wouldn't work uh Bruce Willis's eyes would be a different shape if he was really an older Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Gordon totally. Leavitt. Yeah, it's just like, okay, Ugh. shut. Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. doesn't have the same balding pattern as Bruce Willis Right. Yeah. Right. I yeah. guess that's yeah. fair. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, uh, gra- the the uh, discovery of uh, gravitational waves uh, shows that time travel is uh, <laughs> an improbability.
0: I love this voice you have for him. I, I'm
1: changing. Well, I'm wildly changing it too.
2: The, if I change it, it's Neil If I change it fast
1: enough, no one-star reviews. You gotta, you gotta like keep changing your goofy voices. You can't keep them consistent. That, then, that's
2: true. I feel like I do change
1: mine a lot, though.
2: I mean, there are I'll, a few that I'm I go just back. Just that out there, man. Just, all right, all right. I mean, guess I'm in no place to to, to say. You'd be like, Oh
1: sound like an A. S. S. song. It just keeps getting higher.
2: And, uh, it's, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson traveling back in time as a younger version of himself.
1: I can't even do this to myself because I can't travel back in time.
2: But eventually it gets to a breaking point where 13 year old Neil deGrasse Tyson sees Star Wars The Force Awakens and has his mind blown because he's born in 1970 and has no concept of movies looking like that.
1: But didn't he do that to Superman too? Wasn't he like. Didn't he get all weird about Superman? Like, job Superman. Yeah, here's the things. Here's what is improbable for a human being to. I think so.
2: I, I think so. Well, it's like. A lot of it's also because, like, people, you know, it's. People click the shit out of that kind of stuff. Um. And so, because he did on Star Talk, they did talk about like the most uh, plausible and implausible uh, superheroes, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude actually knows his comics pretty like decently well. He's not like he doesn't seem like a huge fan, but he does know his comics decently well.
1: Right. I mean, I know I know he likes comics, but
2: yeah. Look, my point is,
1: don't be a bummer. We like watching fiction because we like fiction. <laughs> Keyword in that yes, fiction. Exactly.
0: I don't need to know how it's all wrong. Yeah, I yeah. fully understand already that most of it is pretty wrong. So,
1: yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. Chillax.
1: I mean, I you know I was devastated to hear that Star Wars was not scientifically accurate.
0: It's not real. Oh my God. No,
1: Rachel. You know who? You know who? You know who actually lived the Star Wars? Oh, man, I, I wrecked that joke real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What was the joke? What's the, how I met your mother?
0: Uh The only people that hate Star Wars are people that have never seen Star Wars.
1: The only people that have never seen Star Wars were the characters because they lived the Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, they lived oh. the Star
0: Wars. They lived them, Ted.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Uh, I don't have much other catch-up. I've been continuing on my... Uh, Amazing Spider-Man comic quest. Yeah, how's it going?
2: Great. It's a great comic. Is that it's the Dan Slott one, right? Negative. It's the
1: Jan uh, Michael Straczynski one.
2: That's right. I remember now. It's Tinder touching.
1: Yeah, it's really good. He's a, he's an excellent. He writes Peter Parker in an excellent way. And you really get sort of the emotion behind the character.
2: I like JMS, and I liked. Uh, um, I liked. Uh, what's it called Babylon Five or whatever the f- or No, not Babylon Five. What's the? Is that the show that he did? What was the TV show that he did? I watched like two or three episodes of it and it was cool. I think it was it was Babylon Five, wasn't it? I have absolutely no idea. I have No
0: idea. I know that. I it's only a TV know him show. from
2: writing that's the writing
1: Amazing Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, it was Babylon Five. Okay, Uh pretty decent show, but also um,
1: when is that? I'm waiting for the sci-fi reggae crossover where it's jet down Babylon Five. <laughs> Wow,
3: <laughs> like i
0: have
2: nothing. chant down Babylon Five. I have no words for that. <laughs> <laughs> I <have> no words. Nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but dude, he wrote. He wrote one of the Jin- most.
1: Jenica's in the kitchen, severely disappointed in me
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine her just sitting there, like.
1: Oh my God! That's down. my husband. <laughs> there he goes
2: again.
0: Aren't I a lucky girl? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, no, dude, he wrote he wrote one of the most bummerific Superman stories of all time? I don't know what bummerific means. It means that, like it's a, a real fucking bummer to read L- it. Oh, it's not fun. Not at all. It oh. is. Oh, okay.
0: Bummerific could be taken fun. <laughs> you know.
2: Went on a went on a date with this bummerific girl. <laughs> She had a oh, okay. Really big you're getting, bum. Uh, yeah, you're getting yeah, weird. Dude. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> Same, way she weird. She had a big bum. It's yeah, not that weird. You
0: made weird faces. Oh. It made it weird.
2: Well, it's an audio podcast, so Thank uh,
1: attention, podcast listeners. Jason made really weird
2: faces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Creeped us out.
2: <laughs> um, have you seen uh, the trailer for Godzilla Resurgence? Either of the you? Japanese
1: one? Yeah, yeah. I sent it to yeah. the. I sent it to the. Oh, did you send it to us? Is that yeah. how I saw it? Oh, yeah. Okay. What did you guys think of that? Dude, I'm so crazy excited. Yeah, a real Japanese Godzilla again with a giant guy in a suit. I mean, he's probably a normal sized guy <laughs> in a suit.
2: No, they got they got no. this ninety foot tall guy. guy. <laughs> they got Yao Ming's cousin blouching and and freaking just put him in a
1: suit. Okay, first off, don't make up names for Asian people ever again in your (laughs) life.
2: I was was just making a name that rhymed vaguely with Yao Ming. I wasn't making like a stereotypical name.
1: No, you were, but they were those like stereotypical Chinese. They
2: kind of were, yeah. (laughs) One star. (laughs) One One star star (laughs)
1: for being racist. That's what I knew. Thank you, uh, reviewer, for creating a fantastic inside (laughs) joke for us for (sighs) the rest of our... That's pretty great. (laughs) Uh, Um... Yeah, oh, I'm excited, man, that there's, it's like, he's in a suit, he's all, he looks all, like, beat up and ravaged, and this it's going to be, like, right back into my favorite realm of really campy Godzilla movies.
2: <laughs> I love it. It looks pretty good, and I, I think Resurgence is a pretty uh, fitting title for it as Oh, well. yeah, it's excellent. It's good shit. Do you think they'll make a sequel to the Brian Cranston one? Aren't they, are they making one? So,
1: well, so I think there was a, well, yes, I think they, I, I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, I obviously uh, what's his bucket is uh, Gareth Edwards is off doing some Star Wars stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. But uh, I imagine so. It was pretty successful, right? Uh, I think so.
2: I can. I'll look up the. the I hope so, man. B-o-ram. I
1: really liked that movie, and I'd like to
2: see more of that. I liked it too. I know Brian Cranston was uh, a bit disappointed in it, but because he died. Yeah, like he died, and and. He, I like, uh, and just like the complaint a lot of people had, a lot of people were like, you know, we they wish that there was more Godzilla in it. But see, that's why I think this movie was so good. Mm -hmm.
1: It is particularly if you make a sequel. The first one, not a lot of Godzilla, just a really good movie Mm -hmm. with some awesome Godzilla stuff in it, and make another one and just have it like
2: Godzilla for the whole two hours. Yeah, that's true. You'd do it like an empire strikes back type thing mm-hmm. where it's just like exactly set up for the first and then yeah and then just go bananas that makes sense b-a-n-a-n-a-s <laughs> bananas um, for godzilla first godzilla those are some big bananas
1: <laughs> oh crap
2: one star one star <laughs> um first godzilla let's see godzilla 2014 uh made its money back um production budget of 160 million which means the marketing budget was probably somewhere around 150 160 um, domestic gross was only 200 but international was 529 so yeah I mean it was, it was profitable it yeah. wasn't like a huge success but well but isn't uh, isn't there some like I mean
1: maybe maybe it's not true but isn't there some like Godzilla slash Pacific Rim crossover talk
2: I know they were talking about that at yeah, one I point I don't know if that ever but they are moving forward with Pacific Rim too right Uh, actually, no, it's, uh, it's, well, they're, they're not
0: really up and down, but yes, we are. No, we aren't.
2: They're not, not moving forward with it, but they're also not moving forward with it. They're not, not, not moving forward, but they're not, 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 not,
1: not moving forward with it. Correct. Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay. Um, let's see, so in September 2015, Legendary had moved development of the film Kong Skull Island from Universal to Warner oh. Brothers, which... I'm excited about yes. that.
0: Skull Island. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is Peter
2: Jackson doing it? No. No. Jo- Jordan Vote roberts Who the fuck is that? It's, who cares, man? It's yeah. Kong I Skull care. Island.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Dinosaurs and King Kong.
0: And Tom Hiddleston.
1: And Tom Hiddleston.
2: Man, he's got a weird resume for somebody who's now directing Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah. So the last thing he directed was Nick Offerman American Ham. Oh That was really funny. It, it was really funny, totally. Um and then before that was Kings of Summer, which uh is a movie that I've never heard of. Okay. Um and that's it, other than oh, I guess it had Tom Hiddleston, or uh Thomas Middleditch in it. That's funny. Um Yay. Man, how often do Tom Hiddleston and Thomas Middleditch get confused? Um
0: uh, they were actually on James Corden together.
2: Together? holy shit i need to watch that
0: baby animals
2: i'm gonna leave right now um i
0: watched it this morning and it was the best thing i've ever seen
2: that reminds me to talk about silicon valley at some point today um okay so which sparked media speculation that godzilla and king kong will appear in a film together uh in october 2015 legendary announced plans to unite godzilla and king kong in a film called godzilla vs kong set for a 2020 release date Legendary plans to create a shared cinematic universe, because of course, centered around Monarch, that brings together Godzilla and Legendary's King Kong in an ecosystem of other giant super species, both classic and new.
1: I am sold. Please yeah. do that. That's the franchise I have been dreaming
2: about. One centered around star. Monarch, huh? One star. One star. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool. So, dude, I want that. So, I want
1: Godzilla back. I want the Godzilla franchise back because. I, I and love king kong
2: I, yeah i love the old godzilla movies they're my favorite oh dude i'm looking through the cast at kong skull island yeah, yeah so tom hiddleston awesome. and, and brie larson first of all yeah. sold right yeah, there yeah, yeah yeah um but then uh john goodman samuel l jackson uh let's see uh john c riley tom wilkinson the best mobster guy ever yeah, yeah. um that's a that is a good cast. Oh, That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm
0: way excited.
2: Guess what the next film uh, that will be in development after after Kong is for that director.
1: Um, uh, I'm not even gonna try. Video game franchise. Metroid. No.
2: Nope. Zelda. No. Nope. Think newer. Tomb Raider. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid.
1: We don't need a Metal, metal no. Gear Solid You don't want a Metal Gear Solid no. movie. No. What? Even at what? All. No.
0: I'd no. love one. If the games themselves are already a movie. Yep. I hundred percent. There's like zero gameplay. You just sit there and watch it. That's
1: true. Yep. It's like it's like it's like watch a 25 minute cutscene. Then you're like. That's the that's the, the, that's yeah. the no that's the yeah. uh, that's oh. the exclamation point yeah, above your head sound. Yeah, that's the sound
0: inside my head.
1: Yep, totally. <laughs> you posted that thing and it's, yeah. I didn't even read your comment. They're like, "What does this sound sound to you?" And I was like, <laughs> 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 then I read your comment. And I was like, Oh yeah, Yep, yeah, it's well, there. True. It is. It's the Metal Gear Solid uh, startle sound."
0: Yep. <laughs> you do that for like ten minutes and then half hour cutscene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it, it it really is. I mean, I, I played. Through three or four Metal Gear Solid games, and they're fun games, but it, yeah. it really is like story, 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 story. Sneak around a little bit, story, 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 story. Yeah,
0: no need for a movie at all. No thanks. I'm not buying what you're selling.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, Godzilla is getting a sequel in 2018. So then they're doing the 2020 yes. third movie, and cool. Gareth Edwards is directing the Godzilla sequel. Cute. Now that he's done with Rogue One, um, that's way cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> have you guys have you guys been uh, watching Silicon Valley no. the new season <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep that now that you one.
2: played that I know exactly the sound yeah, no it's took true me, it took me a minute look at it
1: look at an exclamation point on a piece of paper and think of this <laughs> every
2: time yep. every, every time
0: every single time
2: <laughs> so dumb oh that's cool uh, Skull Island is written by the same guy who wrote Godzilla Nice. That's a fun. Nice. That's a fun little. So a shared thing. universe, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's what they were saying is that they're uniting. Oh, it is going to be a shared universe. Yeah. Yes! So, so they're doing. So they're doing the Godzilla sequel. Nothing in 2018. makes me happier, man. Yeah. So we'll have Skull Island, then the Godzilla sequel, then in 2020 they're doing Kong and and uh, Godzilla. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. That's cool.
2: Then it's I just be in a Skull Island is such
1: a great. I mean, I I imagine they will still use all the Weta Workshop. Uh, oh, I'm creature, sure. creature designs.
2: Which is awesome. Yeah. So you guys should borrow that book and read it because it's so cool. What is the best? They designed some dope ass Justice League costumes for George Miller's movie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Weta. I've Weta, seen Weta, the Weta wins
1: all my everything's for like yeah. being just really doing awesome stuff. Oh hell yeah. Yeah.
2: What is what is fantastic? And they they're were... really
0: nice. I've emailed them before, and they were super super nice.
2: You emailed Weta? Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, because they had uh, Doctor Who. Stuff Mm, on their website, of course, and so I emailed them about it, and they said they no longer hold the license for Doctor Who, so they weren't selling them anymore. So I wanted a Cyberman helmet,
1: (laughs)
2: Cyberman,
0: (laughs) Cyberman, but they were really nice. They emailed me back and everything. Well, that's good. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Pumaman. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Pumamen, Pumamen. I have a poster of that.
1: You have house. a you have a Pumayman poster? Yeah,
0: because it makes me laugh so much. Oh
1: my god, I want a Pumamen poster.
0: <laughs> I have that in Laser Blast and I think Last Sacrifice. Oh,
2: that's so good. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Poo <laughs>
1: Pumamen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time my boyfriend wears Puma socks, yeah. I always think. Pumaemon
2: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: <laughs> one star
2: one star <laughs> so I'm, I'm like kind of since we really have no topic I'm just kind of like going down some I'm rabbit holes all with for movies no, let's go for it so the writer of Star Wars Rogue One Chris Weitz has one of the weirdest resumes I've seen okay so Brice- his
1: Bridesmaids no <laughs> uh,
2: his most recent work Human, obviously Human is Rogue One <laughs> The movie that he did the year before Rogue One that he wrote the screenplay for, Cinderella.
1: Okay.
0: I tried to watch that. I made it about five minutes in.
1: Really? Hey, you know which one I did watch? I watched the one with uh, uh, Laura Croft in it. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Which one's that Maleficent? one? Maleficent.
0: Maleficent.
2: Maleficent, yeah. yeah. That was a pretty cool movie. Was it? I liked it. I had fun watching it. I never watched it. I didn't watch Cinderella, though. Disney Disney movies don't have like much of a... like. But it wasn't about that for me. me. I was
1: like, "Oh, I want to see what the cool effect stuff." And they have some like cool, like really? giant walking trees and. Oh, that's yeah, cool. they have some really cool creatures. It, it was very yeah. It was a cool. It was a pretty cool movie. Did you guys like
2: the new Alice in Wonderland? I didn't watch it because screw that. Yeah, they're making a sequel to that. I that saw the preview. preview. It looks I re- terrible. I
0: remember I watched it once, and I didn't really dig it.
2: Honestly,
1: at this point, if Johnny Depp's in your movie, I probably won't see it. Yeah, yeah, know, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> he's he's turned into like the most hacky dude. He went from like I love this guy, and to uh, I don't want to watch anything with him in it ever again.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, because it's like he, every single character. Scared <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 the hell out of me.
0: <laughs> it didn't, that was scary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but he is hacky he's no, totally he hacky ever, ever since Jack Sparrow like every character that he's played has become some sort of alteration of Jack Sparrow right yeah it's just much. like the same dude I with tried the same to watch hoosy. Mordecai oh I didn't boy. make it very
0: far into that either no,
1: no I'm
2: not going to bother with that one yeah, yeah. don't it, it was, looked like a dumpster was, fire it, it probably was horrible. the marketing budget on that what I been saw unreal. was dumps-
0: dumpster fire definitely <laughs> but Cinderella like it started out where I'm like, okay, this is totally cool because they're talking about her as a kid and stuff, mm-hmm. but I was super annoyed by the little girls in it <laughs> and the way she was talking to the mice. Yeah. bugged the shit out of me, so I couldn't, I couldn't do it, <laughs> but that's just me.
2: Of course. <laughs> All right. What else do you have on his resume? So he wrote the screenplay for uh, Cinderella. I, I'll leave out the producer credits that he has. Um, oh, thank God. Ugh. Well, it's just like, I mean, it's, you know, you're not <laughs> One involved. One star. You're not involved creatively <laughs> for that. Oh,
1: but. yeah, two stars for that.
2: <laughs> Back in uh, 2009, he directed The Twilight Saga New Moon.
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: Then in 2007, he wrote and directed The Golden Compass. Oh, man, that was like a, such a heartbreaking movie. Yeah. Definitely. Um, And then. Let's see. Uh before Did that, you guys read the Golden Compass trilogy, the books? I never did.
0: I didn't read all of them. Man, they're good. I wanted to. Though. They're
2: really good. And then let's see. He was a um he was a co-director on American Pie. And then before American Pie, he wrote Ants. Oh, uh, uh Dreamworks uh Dreamworks' Bug's Life. Yeah. Bug's Life.
1: Yeah. Which wasn't actually that bad. It was decent.
0: I remember liking it. Yeah,
2: me yeah. too. But that's like that's a weird career, dude. Ants, then American Pie, then Twilight, or then Golden Compass, then Twilight, then Cinderella, then Rogue One. Hey. I mean, that's really cool. Like, if he's got that, he's that always, range. He's obviously skilled enough with his range to be able to do Rogue One. Oh, totally. No, I mean, that's something that I freaking envy as a writer. Like, I could never do that much genre hopping. Yeah. But, like, that's that's just crazy, especially because, like, all those movies were successful. Mm-hmm. And not a single one of those was was a. You know, I mean, as far as quality goes, you can make the argument. But in terms of profitability, those were all profitable movies. Huh. Plus, he's got producer credits on a bunch of other stuff. But
1: I wonder why the Golden Compass series didn't continue on, even if it was profitable. Was it just, was public outcry too much to...
2: I don't know. Just, I like, don't know either. Everybody hated on it too hard? I'm going to look. Because I, I know it was profitable. I just don't know how profitable it was. I, I do remember reading that they are going to
1: do a, re, a reboot of that and try again. Yeah.
2: What's weird is that yeah, domestically it made jack crap, but internationally it made a lot.
1: Oh, so hmm. that probably factors in there. Somehow. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, so it only made it has a production budget of 180 million, only made 70 in the U.S. Whoops. Oh, but then in internationally it made 302.
1: Mm. Huh. So not a big return.
2: No, but I mean 370 on a budget of 180 is okay. I mean, granted, with the marketing budget factored, factored in, they probably just broke even, maybe even lost a little bit. So who knows, but. No, I I agree. I mean that. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was pretty good.
1: Hey, what's up with all the? Uh, what's up with all the uh, uh, DC directors leaving their movies? Rumors.
2: Uh, so a lot of those rumors are just unfounded rumors that people are being assholes for. Um, like yeah, I, so, James. On
0: the Flash.
2: Yeah. Recently lost their director. So the Flash director left. Um, I thought it was Lord and Miller. No, so they they wrote the story for it. They didn't. If you
1: look at it, if you read the article, it says that they that that. It talks about the writer of the movie. And-
2: well, no. So they they did the story. They did not do the screenplay. Oh, okay. So so they, they laid down the story and then didn't sign on to do the screenplay or direct. Um, and then uh, uh, whatever his name was, something Smith something or other, um, was signed on to write the screenplay and direct. And they kept having creative differences, so he left. And then uh, Birth Movies Death, who has an awful track record of just making up rumors and then hoping they're true spouted off the rumor that uh, james wan was leaving aquaman um and then he heard that rumor and like tweeted out a photo of himself standing right next to a giant picture of aquaman just casually didn't put a caption or anything like that just to kind of you know dispel the rumor Mm. um but yeah i mean it's something the thing is it's not it's not unfounded sure in terms of like oh,
1: i'm just asking because i don't know
2: yeah yeah when you have a universe like that, it just happens, you know. I mean, it happened it happened in the early days of the MCU. Totally. Um they signed on I think two directors for Captain America before Joe Johnston did it. Right. Um well, and uh what's his name left Ant-Man? Yeah, exactly. Edgar Wright left Ant-Man. Um when you have when you have a a universe and especially when you're in the early stages and so much is is fragile and kind of important to the development of it, creative differences are going to happen. And granted, <laughs> they've had quite a few so far, so I mean, the first director for Wonder Woman also left. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so it it is. It worries you a little bit, but at the same time, like you know, I mean, sometimes you just kind of got to trust that you know they know what they're doing. Kind of like with Marvel, you just you know.
1: Oh, I don't, I don't trust it at all. No, no. If they were telling Deadpool people, that's to, not the same studio.
2: I, it doesn't matter. It's, oh, it's, you just mean it's studio system?
1: General, general studio system of like, here's our suggestions, and you're like, no, 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 no. no trust me that's a terrible idea and they say no we're firm on this Mm -hmm. you bounce right yeah and maybe they have a good idea but i feel like i feel like more often than not i hear a story about a studio muddling with what things they shouldn't fantastic for and (laughs) that's true and ruining something completely
2: no that is true um but then again i mean when you don't when you don't hear about it is when the movie ends up succeeding and nobody wants to talk about the struggles that it had you know what i mean because there are a lot of times people, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it where like you will have crazy fights and studios will will, you know, s- kind of start messing with you but then it'll actually end up being the right choice. Right. And I've heard that from multiple people and so it's it's hard to tell and that's kind of what they talk about um in a lot of the interviews I've heard is that like you know the the people the successful people end up being the ones who are able to distinguish when the productive notes are there and when the, you know, uh negative notes are there. Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, you can't. You know, it's like looking into the crystal ball and saying,
2: "Is this the right choice?" Totally. And it's, I mean, because that's the hardest part about it is, especially since they're established characters, you can never tell when somebody's just going, "Oh, I'm going to take this character in a new direction," and they're like, "No, you probably shouldn't do that," you know. Or when it's, you know, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I want to stay true to the comics," and they're like, "No, we we don't want to do that," you know. Right. It's hard to tell who's on what side of the fence and and what the thing is over. Um, but no, it is. It is. It does worry you a little bit.
1: It's worrisome in the sense of, like, because, you know, know, we're pushing for this DC universe, EU, and then it hasn't been uh, the warmest reception yet.
2: Yeah, well, but but, I mean, I think the biggest reason is, like, they started with Man of Steel and then went immediately again into a Batman and Superman movie instead of branching out. Well, however which way they did it. The the reality of this
1: where we are right now is that it has not been the best reception. Totally. And I imagine that now that you're getting this news about studio meddling, and that doesn't mean it's going to suck. Totally, it no. Could I, be, I, I it could be super awesome, but it is. There's is, it does put that bug in
2: your ear. That's like it's going to watch out, buddy, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes no. you feel
0: like DC has some problems over there. Oh,
2: and they do. And I think
0: it's not going as smoothly as I think other their two things. biggest
2: problems is they don't they don't have somebody with a direction for the whole universe where they're just kind of trying to to compile a direction between a bunch of people right and the person in charge of their biggest franchises is Zack Snyder yep
0: they don't have a big master plan yeah like Marvel had
2: yeah well yeah they don't have a Feige which everyone says that and it's it's getting exhausted to death but it it is true when you're doing a connective universe like that you do need to have some form of established connection and direction for for all the films to cohesively work. Right. Um, And that's why, you know, you're seeing with uh, the new universe that they're doing with like G.I. Joe and the Micronauts and a bunch of people like that. Which I don't understand why that isn't even a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't understand either, but that writer's room is unreal. That's so crazy to me. Brian K. Vaughn's in it. I know it's so crazy. Really? Yeah, I, I'll I'll pull up the list because it's it's a crazy list of talent, and it's totally unreal to me. Because it's like, wh- wh- why? Why? Oh yeah, I know it's it's fucking weird, but like, that. But that's why people are doing that now is because they're kind of seeing this and they're going, okay, here's one model, here's the other model. Let's take the model that seems to be working a little better, you know. And so they're they're basically getting. And I think the idea is awesome to have like an, a TV writers' room for these movies, mm-hmm. basically just work it just like a TV show. You know, you're serializing these movies and telling a big story so yeah do it the yeah. same way you would do a TV show sure um let's see what's the G.I. Joe
1: G.I. Joe
3: go
2: Joe you're not my real father here we go the Hasbro cinematic universe <laughs> um okay so let's see uh fucking goddamn, I hate K okay, I biggest Ooh. pet peeve Ooh. websites that like will not let you go to the article until you look at this big ad they have yep oh um, okay. So one star. So the showrunner of Luke Cage is in this writer's room. Um, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who are writing Spider-Man, uh, homecoming and directing it or no, just writing it. Sorry. Um, John Watts is directing it. Joe Robert Cole, who wrote black Panther, uh, Nicole Perlman, who wrote guardians of the galaxy, um, or helped co-wrote guardians of the galaxy. Jeff pink, uh, Pinkner, the writer of the new dark tower, And uh, let's see, Geneva Robertson. Did you hear that? Yeah.
1: That's just funny because Jason's looking down, except for when he said Dark Tower. Yeah. And I was like,
0: (laughs) "Eh, eh,
2: eh." Eh, 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 eh. Uh,
0: because we love Dark Tower.
2: Geneva Robertson, who is writing the new Tomb Raider, and Brian K. Vaughn, who is Brian K. Vaughn and wrote, or one of the writers on Lost and all that stuff. Well, just
1: one of the best. Yeah. I mean, I would
2: put him in the top 3 echelon
1: of best comic book authors. Oh, totally. I yes, I, I freaking love Brian Kable.
2: But no, and, and Robert Kirkman was actually in that in that uh, writers room for a little while. He actually left, but
3: That's
0: a bizarre room.
2: It's a lot of talent. That, that, that it's a bizarre a room lot. because it's for GI Joe yes. Micronauts. What is Micronauts? They were like a <laughs> were like I
0: don't a, even know an what An off
2: brand like Transformers almost. They were so
1: So it was right, what else is in the list of weird like 80s toys or 90s toys that they're
2: putting in yeah, yeah so what are
0: they going to have in their Hasbro street sharks universe? street
2: sharks come on street sharks they won't have street uh, sharks they're going to have um, visionaries no idea what that is what? mask which stands for mobile armored strike command I, uh, I don't know what that is I don't is know either. what that is and ROM R-O-M how,
0: how have I never heard of any of this I
2: have no idea yeah, the Micronauts. So the Micronauts are like basically a bunch of Ant Man robots.
0: I'm gonna look these up.
2: Um. I don't understand. Yeah, ROM. Let's see. <laughs> there's like. There's like nothing on ROM. I have no idea what the fuck ROM is. Oh, it's like a. That's weird. It was a Marvel property? How the fuck do they have a Marvel property? I guess it must have been a toy agreement. Um. And then mask, M A S K.
3: Mask
0: is oh, they. they, I don't know what the fuck this is.
2: It's like a bunch of.
1: It's all a bunch of war stuff, right? Uh, war stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, kind of. Mask is one that's weird. Like, mask is definitely like a pretty much a direct, like, almost like a Transformers. Like, like it was a response to Transformers. I feel like when they made it. What? That's so weird. Yeah. What's weird is that it's not going to be sharing with uh, Transformers. I feel like that's the weirdest part because GI Joe and Transformers have crossed over so many different times, and like, so it's kind of odd that.
0: But so. Do but they they're going to keep transform and mask.
1: They're going to keep doing Transformers till the oh. Earth falls apart, right?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I'm and they're sure they're doing they're. even more Transformers than they were before. They're doing like a Transformers universe as well. Like because those one. things
1: make a bajillion dollars, don't they? Yeah. Yeah.
2: They make tons and they're they're doing a uh, let's see. Um they're doing some sort of Transformers cinematic universe. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be doing like a bunch of spin off movies. They were doing like a Bumblebee uh Okay okay, story. So uh what childhood
1: toy would you want them to make a movie out of? A a series out of. Childhood toy.
2: I mean my, my favorite childhood toys were Batman toys, and obviously that's that's already happened a couple times. Um,
0: I'd like to see He-Man get redeemed
2: that'd be cool yeah I wouldn't, that wouldn't Man. be too bad He-Man would be awesome um, you know which movie I really want this isn't a toy but freaking Mega Man I would love to have like a, a cool ass animated Mega Man movie that'd be right. down. That'd be, I think that'd be sick that's how I am with like a lot of video game properties though like I, I really think Nintendo should be making animated movies I think they need to make a Lincoln Logs movie
0: Hell yeah. Make it like the Lego movie, but with Lincoln Logs. Just Lincoln Logs.
1: Yeah. Just a bunch of rednecks. Now, mine would be uh, Battle Beasts. Do you guys remember Battle Beasts? Battle Beasts. They were like this tall. I'm holding my fingers about two and a half inches (laughs) apart. Uh, And they were like a, like, each one was an animal-human kind of hybrid thing. And they had a little uh, sticker on their chest that when you held your thumb against it, when you held your thumb against it, And It was heat sensitive, and you could pull it away, and you could see what element they were with fire, air, water, and uh, sticks.
0: That sounds way cool. I have a question for the panel.
1: Okay. Question away. Approved.
0: I had these toys. One star. And I I sort of remember the cartoon, but not really. These were kind of hand-me-down toys.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: And it was... Like these bug people. Army ants? That had, but they were like people, but their heads, like they had ant eyes and like antenna and they rode bugs. Sounds like a nightmare. But in the toy, like. Oh my God. You put like the glove on in the bug so your hand yeah. has its legs. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, snap. I don't, I don't remember what they're called. I
0: don't remember what they're called, but I think about them. <laughs> probably once every week. So I was like what the fuck were those things so, called? So I
1: went down a rabbit hole um <laughs> not too long ago uh about um, all the toys from like the 80s and 90s that I played with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's websites you can go to that have like just like just list of all the toys. Yeah. Man, that was fun. Really? There are some there's some
2: uh there's some gems awesome. in there. I So one, this is one that I I still... It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I played with Hot Wheels all the fucking time as a kid. And they actually made like a series of Hot Wheels animated movies. The first one was called World Race. And then they made four after. As well as a bunch of like mini web series called Acceleracers. Yes! Huh.
0: I had those. Battle Beasts. Battle Beasts. I totally had those. Okay.
2: I never had those. (laughs) Um... But So they made, they made World Race and then continued it with these films called Acceleracers and it was all about these people racing these crazy cars through like different dimensions and stuff and they were trying to... Shit, what was the thing they were trying to find? Um, they, the I mean, cars? It's like they were driving the cars but there was like some sort of... You know, there was some sort of MacGuffin for the whole franchise oh, that was okay. like... It wasn't a Tesseract but it was basically a Tesseract um, type thing and I fucking loved those movies and still love those movies. <laughs>
0: nothing wrong with
2: that they were and i like i bought all the fucking car like i bought all the hot wheels cars that were like based on those movies they had these cool designs and like in the initial world race it was cool because they basically used all the hot wheels cars that had had existed forever so there was like yeah there's this one car called the diora 2 that's like this round like truck thing that has two surfboards in the back um (laughs) and the lights are going the lights are going really stroby right now they sensed i was talking about hot wheels yeah, it's um, freaking me out. Poltergeist, back. <laughs> um, oh
1: my
0: god! All the chairs are stacked on top <laughs> of each other.
2: But no, it just like it brought so many cool Hot Wheels things, and like a lot of the cars had like rocket boosters on the bottom and like cool shit like that. I
0: I collected micro machines. Oh really? I loved micro machines.
2: I had, I had a bunch of micro I machines. I had
0: like too. the cases and everything Dutelo for Dutelo my machines. micro machines. And I had the ones that you'd push and their headlights lit up. Oh, that's awesome. And then ones that you could like look through the top and they'd have a picture. <laughs> that's really cool. I had like airplanes and helicopters and shit. I had the car wash.
2: <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I really, like, the biggest thing is I've never met another human being alive that ever watched any of these Hot Wheels movies.
0: I didn't even know they made Hot Wheels movies.
2: They were never released theatrically. They were all direct-to-video. But they are like, that 3D animation style and shit. It was fucking cool. If if any of our listeners ever watched any of those movies, especially the Acceleracers ones, because they were, like, they were fucking cool it was like street it was like fast and furious
0: they were like yeah i watched those movies and they were fucking stupid one star
2: (laughs) (laughs) keith david wasn't even in them and then we're satisfied because they mentioned keith david in the review um (laughs) yeah no if any seriously if anybody Else besides me, watch those freaking uh, tweet us or or send us a Facebook message or whatever.
0: Oh yeah!
1: Well, you know which one I really you know which TV which uh, toy franchise that, that like at the top of my list. Very okay. very very tippy top of my list needs to go go movie. What Dino Riders? Yes. Ooh, Dino Riders, good
2: choice. It's got to happen. I would love it to happen. Sooner sure or later, they got to do it. I mean, come on.
0: I would have said Gem the Holograms, it. but they already made a shitty movie. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> I watched that all the time, and I had the toys and everything. I still watch it.
1: <laughs> you know, though, if they made a He-Man movie, they wouldn't put out enough She-Ra uh, 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 mar- merchandise. <laughs> That's uh, true.
0: I loved my She-Ra toys totally. when I was little. Oh, they were so fucking cool. I miss them.
2: Avatar has a writers' room too. For the next five movies they're doing, apparently Paramount invested like nine hundred million dollars in making. They're going to make more than of that franchise. back. Oh, totally. Probably in the first one.
0: I feel like I should probably watch that movie again
1: sober. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. No, not really. It's visually very impressive, and that's pretty much what you can say about it.
1: Okay. It's, like it's, I don't, I don't enjoy watching it.
0: I. Well, I do, what I remember from watching it is I was pretty pissed that I'm like, this is fucking Fern Gully. <laughs> that was my complaint.
2: The plot is less inspired than the first Transformers. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm not like, I,
2: I enjoy going back and watching the first Transformers more than I enjoy watching Avatar. By a good margin.
1: You know who? Wow. Oh, let's, Yeah. speaking of movies that we're excited about, I'm super excited for Neil Blumkamp's Alien movie. Yes. Right? He oh And he keeps God.
2: releasing, like, concept art from that shit. It's fucking cool. I, I know. So I'm so excited. excited. I really, like, I, I need to watch all those movies.
1: Because, isn't it, aren't they rebooting it? It's This takes place after the first movie. Yeah, They're erasing a, two through all the rest. They're erasing it's aliens? Adult,
0: it's an adult newt.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So it'll take place after Aliens. Yes. Oh my. Okay.
2: Yes. Like that. That's so why it surprised me. me. I was like, that'd be weird if they erased aliens. That one was uh, like pretty good, wasn't it?
0: You know, I th- I think they said she's like 27, 28 year old Newt. Oh, cool.
1: It. Yeah. That's so really cool. cool. A new b- nil Blomkamp. Blumkamp. You know who's gonna be in it? Our
2: boy Charlto. Charlto Copley. <laughs> Charlto Copley. <laughs> one star. One star. <laughs> uh, did, did what? So did you guys like Prometheus at all? I, I I totally did. Really, I absolutely dug that movie.
0: I'm still on the fence about it.
1: I, I thought Fast was so good. In that movie. was yeah, really good. He was, was really creepy as shit. So creepy. Like, I, I liked it. I watch that. again. I'm gonna watch that tonight.
0: <laughs> I should probably see it you again. Watch
1: Mr. Robot. Instead. I just thought that movie was too cool. Yeah. Like just proper sci-fi. Movie starts out weird alien shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like go to this planet, explore the planet. There's weird alien shit on it. Everything fucking blows up. Fly away in a spaceship. Yeah.
2: Fuck yeah. That's really, yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's, I'm, I'm into it. So are you excited for the second one then? What? Ridley Scott's making the sequel to Yeah, Precious. dude, I'm crazy excited. I love that.
1: I love proper, sci- like, old school sci-fi like that. I don't want all this this old, uh, I don't want this newfangled whiz-bang stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know what I like? I like I like the new (laughs) sci-fi stuff, like the Martian and (laughs) Interstellar stuff that's like a little bit more
2: realistic. I love that shit. But I want more I More of the crazy balls to the walls sci-fi. I want
1: more tin Cloverfield Lane. I want more classic. Just like
2: classic explorative Mm -hmm. pretty simple story sci fi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well and here's here's the problem that I keep having is like every you know, and it's and it's even true with these alien movies, despite how good they probably will be everything is an existing property everything and so movies like alien movies like uh 10 Cloverfield Lane wasn't 10 Cloverfield Lane wasn't but then look at the budget on 10 Cloverfield Lane compared to the budget of of you know what what's going to be on on alien
1: uh, right they're not dumping money into original properties anymore
2: exactly and i'm 100% on board with that because
1: that that dumps me up because like this year all the movies we're excited about this year are all existing properties. Existing properties. Well, and all
2: the highest-grossing movies are existing properties. You well, know? it's
1: because people want to see what they know. Totally. Well, but it's just like it's <laughs> like Edge of Tomorrow. When Edge of Tomorrow dropped, it was like that shit was it, so fucking. Cool. This is the this is the ultimate. This is what I want
2: moving forward. This Absolutely. is so incredible.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And you think they would have learned their lesson because people went
2: nuts for that movie? Yeah. Although it wasn't like it wasn't crazy successful though. Is the problem. And I think Lame. part of that was that their marketing like changed pace halfway through. They really they changed the, the title album. and they like nobody knew what the fuck you know it was or when it was coming out. Edge of Tomorrow was such a better name than Live Die Repeat. Oh, totally, I know. And that was the problem is that they had to like
0: they could have had the original name of the.
2: Er, all you need is kill. I need all is you, kill. Yeah. You have you guys kill. read that or listened to it? I haven't yes, read it. I have. It's awesome. Really. Yeah.
0: It's really good.
2: Yeah. I, I loved it at tomorrow, and I loved Oblivion. Actually, speaking of Tom Cruise sci-fi, you know movies. what? I, I loved, did too. I loved that movie. That was really cool. It got really bad reviews. I know. And really? then I watched yeah, and I watched I it and I was like, it. no, this is cool. That shit that I loved that movie. Um Yeah, so Tom Cruise just needs to do more cool science fiction movies. Yeah, well cuz Tom Cruise can get a movie made. That's the yeah. thing is, he's I one don't of those care people How
0: crazy he is as long as he makes good sci-fi. Yeah. I'm fine with him.
2: Well, and him cuz he just yeah, he he's one of those people that has enough power with studios that he can get a movie made and especially, you know, he'll get to direct directed every time. And and they'll make, and I mean I guess Jack Reacher is an existing property, but you know Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow and stuff like, a lot of them still are existing properties, but at least they're adaptations rather than, you know, sequels or reboots, right? Um, Because like at the very least with an adaptation, it's something I haven't seen on film before. That's
1: what I mean. It doesn't matter if it came from a book. Just yeah. new, new to film.
2: Yeah, and I'm fine with I'm I'm fine with that. Even though it still does bum me out that like you don't get Alien or Back to the Future anymore. You don't get movies that were first put to paper on a screenplay, right? Um, you know, it does bum me out a bit, but yeah. it's it's at least better to adapt a book or a comic book than it is to just remake another movie because like that that just it's uninspired and it's like it's I don't know it's the fucking worst because like you look at last year, you know, Jurassic World, Avengers. Uh, Fucking, you know, I mean, Star Wars, um, you know, and some of them, yeah, great movies, but so much, so much of it are like Furious Seven, you know, just continuations or reboots or repackaging of the same stuff. And it's, I don't know, right. I mean worst. you could
1: argue that Star Wars wasn't even a, I mean, Star Wars is literally
2: a reboot of A New Hope. Oh, totally. Not that, oh.
1: not that I, I mean, I loved it, but
2: yeah, me too. Well, that's the thing is, like, there's certain nostalgia factors that work, and that's why these movies are so successful. Um, but it just does suck that that we will never see a movie come out of nowhere again the way that movies like Back to the Future or Alien did. So so I
1: think that's something that Marvel's got going in its favor in that sense, is because you know, we got Guardians of the Galaxy movie, we got an Ant Man movie, we're getting a Doctor Strange movie. And that's that's like a Marvel movie. I mean like that's granted granted it's still the franchise, but you're getting new you're getting new juice out of it
2: yeah well and that's because i mean the thing is marvel marvel is basically like steven spielberg now where right marvel will marvel just kind of has the power to get a movie made despite what it is you know with steven spielberg he had that same power where somebody comes to you with a crazy idea and you believe in it like he would just find a studio you know i mean obviously amblin would put up some of the money but like it's like yeah shit we're gonna make you know Jurassic Park. Or we're going to make uh, Back to the Future. We're going to make Star Wars. Like it's just going to happen because I'm Steven Spielberg, and you're going to say yes. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's kind of the same way Marvel is because Doctor make, Strange, we're gonna make Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Oops. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, <laughs> and that's and that's the lesson that other studios should take away from the Marvel success is it's not that they have like everyone's like oh we need a shared universe now. It's not that they have a shared universe because half of the movies were successful even without being connected in almost any way. You know, I mean iron man and thor had no connection thor didn't have any connection to any of the rest of it at first until avengers came out no, and it was it still did successful. Have
1: christopher
2: hemsworth <laughs> when nobody knew who chris hemsworth was that's true. Wow. you know or tom hiddleston that's true um and, and that's the thing is you know and i mean even when captain america came out it wasn't like chris evans was a huge name i mean people knew him but he wasn't a huge name no, no. You know, and none of their actors. Robert Downey Jr. had just barely come out of like a freaking giant bender that like people hated him for. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he like, had
0: some legal troubles. Yeah,
2: he had some big issues. And and the the thing that made Marvel successful and put them in a position where they're in is is that they were doing things different, and they continue to. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy was different. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange will be different. Ant Man was freaking different. Like, you know, it's 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 I don't know.
1: No, I mean, yeah. R- 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 point point is accurate. Yeah. So, we need new movies.
2: Yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop rambling. Uh,
1: Steven Spielberg. Yeah, uh, at least we'll be uh, dropping some Ready Player One on us, and that should be new. Fuck yes. Yes. You know what? I, one of my biggest disappointments is Steven Spielberg was going to do uh, Robo Apocalypse. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, he was in, he was helming Robo Apocalypse, which I was super excited for because that's one of the coolest books I've read in a long time. I never read Robo Apocalypse. What's uh, What's it about? I highly recommend it. It's just you know the robot apocalypse. <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> duh
1: i mean like you know what's the, the name's <laughs> pretty dumb i mean it's pretty obvious it's pretty right on, right there spot on the nose but nah it's just about a computer program that gains intelligent gains uh sentience and then uh, infects the rest of the world's everything electronic oh, okay l- lives in the network and then starts making robots That's pretty cool and uh it's it's
2: very good yeah are you excited for the bfg nah Spielberg's mm. bfg
0: Not really. No. no.
2: Who's even playing the BFG in that movie? I wonder. No idea. Mark Rylance. Who's that? Oh, he was—he was the guy from *Bridge of Spies*. The—the guy that just won Best Supporting Actor. He hasn't been in much. Like
0: no idea. All right. (laughs) All right. I, he feel was, like, he I feel
2: like that's an inside joke that nobody's gonna get. Yeah, no, nobody will get that unless. Uh,
0: it's just something that. Unless makes they themselves
2: laugh. are listening to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that is kind of weird. He so yeah, he was like the short guy that was in Bridge of Spies. That uh, did you guys ever end up seeing that? No. Ah, no. Oh, fucking see it. So good. No. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Jermaine Clement is gonna be in it though. Nice. Oh, cool. And Bill Hader. That's not bad. That's the I voice. I Jermaine. Uh, nice
1: no, Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not really. And then there's like Pete's Dragon, and I'm not crazy excited about that. Either. I'm not
0: excited at uh, all for that.
2: The only reason I think BFG might be good is because Spielberg wrote and directed. He didn't write it. It's uh, what's her name wrote it that died recently. Oh really? Am I looking? Oh, he. Yeah, he's a producer. Sorry, didn't. Yeah, in the Wikipedia column, I thought that the producer mm-hmm. column was the writer column. Um, who was it that died recently? Uh, the woman
1: who wrote that she wrote a bunch of uh, Spielberg, Lucas, stuff. Let's
2: see. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, Melissa Matheson. Yes, that's it. Shit. Yeah, she wrote E. T. She wrote freaking yeah. So she the Twilight is,
1: Zone movie. Yeah. So this is like wow. a this is like a big. It's kind of like an homage to her that they're, 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 they're kind of pulling with this movie. She wrote
2: Ponyo. Wow. I love Ponyo. Indian in the cupboard. Of the that's Star. such an adorable movie. I love it. Yeah.
1: Ship shape. Ship shape.
2: <laughs> God damn! No, I am really like getting back to your point. I am fucking stoked for Ready Player One. Freaking Cyclops is going to be playing uh, what's his face. Simon Pegg is going to be playing uh, Og. Yeah,
0: I'm so excited. Oh really?
2: Yeah. Oh that's fantastic. Right? Oh and then fucking Mark Rylance again is uh is going to be Halliday. Wow.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: It's actually this really guy's surprising.
0: Going to be in everything, I guess. Well,
2: in every Spielberg movie now. Because uh, yeah. Jesus Christ! That award got him something.
1: Man, now I'm I'm just real bummed. I'm real bummed, guys. I got real bummed out on the podcast here. Why? I want to see Bummerific. the
2: Robo Apocalypse movie. <laughs> well, is it still going forward or no? I don't know. Robo Apocalypse movie. <sighs> Let's see. Nope, canceled. Is it dead? Uh, it's so it's not dead, but it's also not moving forward until such time as oh dude goddard wrote is either wrote or is writing the screenplay drew goddard jesus christ wow. i know dude what Robo- the fuck doesn't that guy do rob apocalypse uh
1: wow uh this is quite oh here we go yeah here's an article rob apocalypse movie doesn't sound dead at least not to drew goddard <laughs> 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 it's
2: like i'm making this fucking movie but then again, uh, the it, sinister it's the Six thing might is might not it. would be dead kill. In either.
1: It's such a cool story. It would absolutely kill. And the robots get so weird in it. I mean, it's because it sounds like a Terminator kind of story. Yeah, but it just goes left field real quick. That's cool, and it's very cool.
2: Well, I love stories like that that just take like a familiar concept Dude, I, and I, take it w- in a I new would, direction. I would
1: highly recommend spending the time listening to the audiobook or reading the book.
2: I probably will. I think I actually have a. An audible credit, dude. Now. It's absolutely worth it. It's so good. And then the, they they made a sequel too. That's also really good. Daniel H. Wilson, what did he write?
1: He wrote Amped, uh, which is sort of like a weird kind of superhero style story. Yeah, that was also really familiar. good
2: techno thriller. Yeah, techno thriller. But that was a cool book too. But Robo Apocalypse mm-hmm. is his breakout. Interesting. Yep. I I think I've seen the cover of Robopocalypse before. It's like oh, a white. It's I'm like the sure. yeah. white
1: face of a robot.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yep, read
1: it, guys. I promise huh. you'll enjoy it. Um, that's I'll cool.
0: Read it, and if I don't <laughs> like it, I'm gonna give you a one star.
1: Well, I mean, you might even like the whole thing, except for like, your book might get wet. One star. Yep.
0: <laughs> I dropped my book in a puddle.
2: I didn't like the use of this word in this sentence. One star.
0: I loved the book. But I didn't like the font.
2: One star. Dude, of
0: the pages got bent.
2: It is crazy to me how much drew goddard does like he's all over the place everything you look at dude fucking either wrote the screenplay or is a producer on it even like dude he was a freaking co-producer on alias and lost
0: i loved alias holy
1: shit yo that's the that's the goddard uh, abrams connection there lost yeah
2: yeah and then they went on to do cloverfield and that and 10 clover or uh, cloverfield is still goddard's only directorial work um and he oh he's gonna be executive producer on Defenders that's cool because he was uh, the Daredevil guy but yeah like freaking wrote he wrote the screenplay for World War Z wrote Sinister Six uh, Robo Apocalypse freaking Daredevil Cabin in the Woods like holy shit man hmm. Cabin in the Woods still remains one of my all time favorite movies oh, yeah that
0: was the best
2: Cabin in the Woods is awesome
0: I love that movie so much
2: oh and I said I said that Cloverfield was his only directing credit I meant Cabin in the Woods he just wrote Cloverfield. God damn. Yeah, he and he wrote and he has a relationship with Joss Whedon too. He wrote on Angel um and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's that's a good little double connection there to have.
1: Wow. So I okay, I got a weird Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing I'm very confused Cut. about. There's that the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the B logo, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then there's that car dealership around town, blue book sales or something. <laughs> and it's the same logo, right? I, I'm not uh, sure. I'd have to look at it. So we have, a, like, there's like, some local, like, used car company around here, and it looks like the exact oh, same logo. Low Book?
2: Low Book Sales? Is that the one?
1: No, it's like Blue Book Sales or Blue Book Sales. We have cars.
2: <laughs> is, that, is that their jingle? <laughs> blue Book Sales, where you go to buy
0: cars. Buy the cars. We have um, the cars.
2: Well, you guys look that up. I, uh, you mean that? Yeah, that. That.
0: Yeah, that's low book sales.
2: Low book sales, but it looks like the Buffy logo, right?
0: No, well, I mean, I guess it could because she has the stake and the B, and then
2: you guys want to know what uh, the director of uh, no, the director of Cloverfield has been doing?
0: No, I don't.
1: Oh, okay. I guess the I guess the <laughs> I guess the B is not quite the same, but it's it's yeah. pretty close.
0: It is pretty close. <laughs> I just thought I'll, I'll I just like that. I because
1: I for for years now I've been like, why are so many people driving around with Buffy the Vampire stickers on their cars? <laughs> <laughs>
0: They like Buffy. Buffy's awesome.
1: and why is it always like like looks like it's like attached to this like car dealership to the badging, thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it, okay,
0: that that's what sense. Buffy does these days. She so, owns a car dealership.
1: If it's like if it's super interesting, let's talk about it.
2: It's not. Like, I mean, <laughs> 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 it's just a fun little fact. What's right, right. your fun fact? Yeah. I didn't even fun real...
0: facts with Jason.
2: <laughs> well, I did. I didn't know who directed Cloverfield. Um, his name's Matt Reeves, and he directed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and is directing War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's Cute. a that's an interesting connection I didn't know about. Um, but did one you guys like the Planet of the Apes re- uh, reboots? I didn't love Rise, but I really liked Dawn.
0: I haven't seen Dawn, and I tried to watch Rise, but it gave me an anxiety attack.
2: Why? Why? That movie is anxiety ridden.
1: Because of the animal cruelty. Because of the animals. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough.
0: So I, I couldn't finish it. Don was w- like a severe anxiety. Don didn't attack.
1: have a lot of animal cruelty stuff. Don was incredible. Oh, but okay. it was a fucking incredible movie.
0: Yeah, if if there's not a lot of that in it, it was like all the labs. Just stuff, look at them
1: as hominids and you'll be fine. It, it <sighs> totally
0: freaked me out. I couldn't. It's, it's so it was, funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you're, you're not wrong, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, does an ape get hurt? I'm going to freak out. But a person gets hurt? Nah. Mm, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. Like, <laughs> I don't really care if I see a human get hurt, but if an animal gets hurt, it really it has. I it, can't.
1: You should watch it, if only for the level of visual effects that that movie brought to the table. Yeah, it's well,
0: like I even know that like the apes really are amazing. CG.
1: That's and, what I mean. They're well,
0: and it still freaked me out.
1: But oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, that movie, <laughs> Dawn, was one of the coolest movies I've seen Dawn in a long was, time.
2: Yeah, Dawn was, it was absolutely so good, incredible
0: if if there's less of that there's absolutely I'll g- less I'll of that cuz I love yeah. planet and, of and the it Apes. doesn't
1: Dude, necessarily you have to require. watch it
2: yeah. there's yeah. absolutely
1: less of that i mean there's combat between the two species
0: uh, that that's fine it's more just the there's
2: human no, they're, when they're like yeah when they're like in the cages yeah, and, yeah. no there's none of that that's like all what malfoy was is all
1: no at me. this point in the story they're already sort of okay. free living off the land yeah, yeah. That,
0: then i'll definitely watch it that's and why i haven't seen it it's because i was so traumatized by the other
3: one
2: yeah yeah um so I rewatched Chronicle today for the first time since it was in theaters or not today. Uh, the other day, like, I, don't know, I love week. that movie. Holy shit. I forgot how good that movie was.
0: It's so good. It's fucking,
2: it's like perfect.
0: Like right when you get to the end there, you're like, fuck, this is like the fucking coolest movie ever. Yeah.
2: No, it's like, cause like I, I liked it when it was in theaters. I was working in a movie theater when it came out. Um, and so I watched it. I was like, Oh, this is, this is really fucking cool. You know? Um, but I never ended up, like, buying it or, or, you know, anything like that after it came out. I just kind of, like, I always knew about it but never watched it again. And, man, I watched last week. I just, I completely forgot how good that movie is. It really is yeah. an amazingly good movie. I love like, that holy movie. Holy shit. It just, like, it blew, it blew me away, just the quality. Because I thought, like, Chase fucking hates that movie. Yeah. Really? Weird. I know.
0: He's so weird.
2: He is really weird. And so uh, yeah, now
1: his 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 confirmation of me thinking he's weird <laughs> is 100% accurate.
2: Chase got so we recorded the we recorded the game on videos and uh, afterward like the next day or something he's like, "I think I think Matt probably thought I was like really weird." I was like, "Really?" It's like yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like you really kind of thought I was I was odd, and I was like, I don't know, man. I think it was, I think you're just reading too much into Matt's personality. Yeah. Um, well, he definitely was, but not anymore, Chase. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not anymore. No,
0: it's all true.
1: But yeah, no, I I mean that's true, Rachel.
2: All of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi, the Force.
0: One star. It's Chase,
2: all true. Chase. It's all being true. weird. All true. It's all true. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, Dane, Dane DeHaan and Michael B. Jordan, man, in that movie, he yes. is so incredibly just, like, charismatic and just legitimate with, like, how he is. And, like, when they're figuring out their powers and, like, using and learning how to use them and, and stuff. How, like, how excited they are about it. Yeah, yeah. the whole so time. It's great. You're smiling so much. And then, like, from that point on, you just get deeper and deeper into, like, this crazy, like, the psychosis of Andrew. Oh, yeah. So, Andrew, the guy who plays Andrew, he was in that data show...
1: Uh, out, 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 outcasts? What was the British superhero show? Misfits. Misfits. Misfits.
2: Oh, I, I really want to see that. I actually added that to my. Uh, You've never watch watched it. The, day, it's good. Huh? the first couple seasons of Misfits are so good. Don't they like kill off that cast and like have like earned like all that? Cast they is gone they sort the of they start
1: to cycle outcast, and yeah. once they start to, there's one character in particular that once he leaves, stop watching. Okay.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Whatever his name is, the goofball guy with the fro.
0: Yeah, I can't remember his name.
2: Some girl was talking to me the other day, and she recommended it, so I added it to my watch list. Watch the first two seasons at least. It's really good. Yeah, and I really like Dane DeHaan. He played uh, Norman Osborn. Or, I mean, not Norman, uh, uh, Harry Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man. Right.
0: I, I like him, but he's kind of got a goofy looking face. Oh,
2: definitely, he's a really <laughs> goofy that's looking. That's part guy. of his appeal, though, right? Like, yeah. You know, kind of, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Misfits. I don't very know if cool. that's
0: his appeal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as as a casting director, when you're looking to cast a really creepy, you know, shoot up a school oh, kind of okay. kid, then yeah, 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 then
0: him, totally.
2: Yeah, he. They've really made him creeped up in in Chronicle. They had his like greasy comb forward hair and like yeah, he oh, was man.
0: great in that though.
2: So good. No, I love that. And like that that movie made me realize why like, why I do really love Michael B. Jordan as an actor. Yeah. Um, and why original movies are so fucking great is because you'll watch something that just comes out of nowhere and just surprises the I hell out of you. I didn't
0: see it until...
1: Uh, wait, it's they, not the same kid from Misfits. It's not? Because you said Dane DeHaan. I was like, wait, no. So, no, it's not the same kid. Dane DeHaan...
2: Was Harry Osborn. It Was Harry Osborne, So, oh. oh, are you talking about the other kid, his cousin from Chronicle?
1: Uh, hang on, I'm gonna try to figure this out. Okay, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Rachel. Continue uh, with your story.
0: Yeah, I didn't s- see Chronicle until Simon Fantastic Four was coming out, mm. and I wanted to see yeah what was gonna happen. Same director. So I saw it yeah. and I was really excited.
1: Yeah. And, and, then
0: Fantastic Four happened.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the guy I'm thinking of is the guy who plays uh, a Game of Thrones character.
0: <laughs> oh, then we wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're the uh, we're the anti watching Game of Thrones podcast. But for <laughs> I know seriously, but for some reason I thought he was in Chronicle too. Uh, in my head, it's always been the same kid who played. Oh, I thought that was the kid from Chronicle. They look alike.
0: Yeah, they do. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, they do kind of look alike. Anyway, he's super good and he yeah. kind of plays the same type of character in Misfits. Oh, gotcha. Maybe that's where that came
2: from. They did. Uh, they did originally have a Chronicle sequel planned, but uh, it never ended up uh, getting off the ground.
0: I don't think there needs to be one.
2: No, it's called Fantastic Four, and uh, we
1: all know where that yeah, that went.
2: Well, no, yeah, Chronicle Two was gonna like it was gonna be totally you know different characters and stuff, but it was gonna be like centered around uh, some girl, I guess, and it was gonna be a totally different type of genre movie. Oh, cool. Um, it was gonna get more into like this weird, like sort of. I think there was gonna be something to do with like aliens and stuff because it would delve into how the hell they got their powers, you know, what that thing was. Cause that's like kind of the unanswered thing in Chronicles. is like, what the fuck gave them their powers? You know, what was yeah. that crystal? Sure. Um, and so, so was, wait, what were their powers? Like total mind control over everything, right? It was, yeah, like telekinesis. Right. So yeah, they were able to, they were able to manipulate their environment and things like that. Just with their mind. They weren't able to like, you know, they're not able to like read minds or anything like that, but just telekinesis, just telekinesis. And so, and they were all connected in some way. Right. Ah, it was a cool movie. Fuck, it was really good. Um. yeah god damn I really like cause yeah let's see chronicle uh, sequel pitch entitled martyr let's see focused on a new female character Miranda a schizophrenic villain a schizophrenic villainess in the making who faces off with reluctant superhero Matt oh so it continues cause that's right he went off into Tibet and stuff after the death of her anarchist boyfriend uh there's this really interesting moment where she's turned into the super villain she has a mechanized suit like a real thing and they can Build now that would cost twenty million dollars, uh, but if you're a genius, you can do it, and she 's totally insane, living in this house with garbage everywhere, filming herself and talking to the camera on drones like it's her boyfriend uh It's one of the better scripts they've done uh, it's very dark it's not chronicle, it has a much happier ending, I guess hmm. huh that's interesting.
0: oh well, I yep. liked all of that except mech suit
2: you didn't like the mech suit thing,
0: yeah, so one star. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, I do think it's interesting though, when you take a franchise in like a different direction with every film, you know, like it kind of just goes into a, a separate genre,
3: yep,
0: yeah, that's pretty cool
2: so, I
1: don't know anyway, uh yeah, what do I, you guys i mean we have been rambling on about movies i mean i I yeah, think we're, it's,
2: we're right at about our runtime this is like our fourth uh ramble on about movie episode yeah that's I mean that's kind of all our right. default at this point, <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's great, I love movies yeah. we all love movies so should we mention something about a- animal man just to get it out of the way so we can continue on to the next one. Yeah, let's totally like
1: burn through Animal Man. No, seriously, in the yes. next t- like five to ten minutes. Okay, Are you cool with that. Yeah. yeah, cool with that. Yeah. So, uh, it's time for the review. <laughs> 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 Alright, we were at uh, animal Man wee Jeff wee uh, I pitched it uh, uh, for our DC Week yeah. uh, because I thought, "Hey, why not?" I haven't read Animal Man. I like Swamp Thing. It's, he's the red, not the green. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's super new, and I'll check it out. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you want to know what I thought about it? Yeah let's yeah. go ahead, let's go ahead and hear your thoughts. Oh man, I unfortunately didn't really did not like it. Yeah.
0: Really? Nah, no, I'm oh, Sorry. Wow.
1: I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I didn't want to like.
0: That's okay. Bring
1: it down. But uh, you know what? So I thought the story. The story generally is kind of cool. I really. I think the art just completely turned me off of it.
0: Yeah. I. I. Will agree with
2: that. The art was kind of. It's too weird. The art was very weird. You know, fittingly weird, but very weird. <laughs> like like fittingly in terms know. of the art should be weird in that book, but like not like that. Not yeah, like that. it looks like it didn't look like it was
1: good. Like it looked like it was sort of like not great art. Yeah,
2: no, it looked almost yeah. like a, a rough layout that they colored. Right,
0: it, it was pretty wonky there.
1: But the general story is kind of cool. I like the concept and the ideas, and you know, I yeah. consider reading more.
2: I actually did read a lot more than. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he d- he read like almost the entire New Fifty Two run. Yeah, I did, which is odd. Like. <laughs> a book that you didn't like, it's odd that you'd continue on so far when we only well, to read so, five I mean, issues. Th- so
1: there's the appeal there. The story's
2: cool. The story is very cool. But the art yeah. is just really hard to digest. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. At the times that I was able to look past the art, I
1: really enjoyed it. Yeah, the story's um, got yes. some really cool, fun ideas. I like his power set. I mean, yeah. animals and Animal Man, and that's cool.
2: Well, and I like that it, it didn't disregard Grant Morrison's Animal Man, and it also didn't necessarily reference it. Because it was part of the new 52, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it it basically was just kind of like a continuation of it. Yeah. Which was cool. I uh, thought.
1: Once you met up with Swamping, I was pretty stoked for a bit. Yeah.
2: Well, and he, you haven't read uh, Grant Morrison's Animal Man, have you? Swamping? No, Animal Man. Oh, no. You should go and read that. Because, yeah, he was the one who kind of made that character really cool. Oh, okay. I, he might have even created it. I don't know 100% on that. He might I'm have created sure. Animal Man, yeah. but. So, I guess that's it. Jeff Lemire's definitely a good writer. Yeah.
1: He gets props there. He did not choose the right artist for that. No. No. I and agree uh with that. I definitely think that uh, you know, I didn't like the art, so one star. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
2: i I I'll give it a real I'll give it a real rating, but Yeah. It was no, it was a fun read. The art was tough for me too, especially because, like just that general thing, like the weird goriness of parts of it was like
1: So I don't mind gory, but it's just too weird. It was too abstract. It yeah. could
0: have worked with the gore and everything if it wasn't that style. Mm-hmm. I I don't really know how to describe
3: yeah. what
1: was
0: off about it.
1: It's a little rough. Yeah, it, was, it was rough around the edges, and it did, it just it looked like they were trying too hard to be like bizarre, bizarre and different. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think you can be bizarre and different. I think what makes your comic be bizarre and different in a positive way is by having the rest of it really clean. Yeah. And then having just the bizarres. That, yeah, that's and, it. But, it but, wasn't but, very clean. But the whole thing was done kind of bizarre. Yeah.
2: Well, that's why that's why I like uh, a book like Annihilator, um, that Grant Morrison book, because the art in that is very good quality, but when it gets weird, it gets fucking weird. But it's it's clean, you know? It's yeah. weird in a clean way. Um, and I enjoy that, because then it, it takes you into it rather than taking you out of it. Yeah. Um,
0: this kind of took me out of it yeah but i kind of didn't really pay too much attention to the art because i didn't like it yeah so I just focused more on story totally which is probably why i enjoyed it
2: that's you know that's exactly what i'm saying is like there were there were a lot of like points where like i was just not even paying attention to the art and reading the story yeah I'm like, fuck that's really cool um which
0: is sad like, yeah i don't want to do that i want to pay attention to the art oh totally but...
2: well yeah because that's one of the best things about comic books is that you can't, yeah, you know, is that there's exactly. art there to appreciate, um, but no, I, I did. The one thing I really enjoyed in this was the, you know, the whole red and green and and gray thing, like the you know introducing rot world and
1: right. I, the whole concept yes. is awesome.
2: Yeah, I really like that. Just not
1: well done. Yeah. Anyway, you guys want to rate it? Yeah, we'll go ahead and rate it. I guess I start. Uh, yeah. Two out of five kingdoms. Okay, because you know, animal. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, what? We're just like, what book did you read? Like, wh- did I miss these kingdoms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
2: so what they call the the. There's there's the gray, the red, the green, and then the blue and the the.
3: Yeah,
1: purple. in the magical world of the Crayola kingdoms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. One one star. I can't think of anything super awesome, so I'll just give it three out of five.
2: Yeah. I'll give it uh, two out of four members of the Baker household. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah, this uh, this is the best I could do on short notice.
0: I guess I could have done the dead animals. Well, sorry for all the... Three out of five uh, dead uh, animals that came up out of their graves. Because I really liked that cat.
1: (laughs) The cat skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like that's super cool to me. Yeah, I was, I really, love I was that. really into that. Ah, so this anyway, sorry pretty, for uh, the three-month lead-up to a <laughs> five-minute review. Yeah, that yeah. was just a big. Bar. But we blew past it. We're out of that water now. We can yep.
2: move on to whatever the hell's to next. Jurassic World Lost Park, Jurassic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we should review that next week, and then we should also vote on not only a comic book but also a, a movie for like next week. We should, you know do, do both no not not review both but like yeah pick both pitch both
0: okay yeah because so. i'm not prepared yeah right what
2: I. uh so what's coming up next in comic books uh indie
1: yeah i think so yeah <laughs> Yep. uh so uh anyone listening um if you're still listening <laughs>
2: uh that's all right we're only we're only at like uh probably about an hour and 25 right now so we're just about at our normal runtime. okay so yeah so
1: uh Listeners, you have uh, have got one week to, to throw a suggestion in the hat, and we'll put it in the mix. Yeah, indie comic, not Marvel, not DC, go nuts. Yep. So yeah, Image, Dark Horse, wherever the fuck, just uh, somebody that's not the big two. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, if you pick some Rob Liefeld Image comics, you'll get bonus <laughs> points. Totally. Oh, Rachel, I got so we I got we got a box I got a box of comics, and there's a uh, cool. there's an Image comic by uh, written by Rob Liefeld. Drawn by not Rob Liefeld. Not but Rob in Liefeld. Absolutely in Rob Liefeld style. Yeah.
0: What?
2: Yeah, and it's It's a Rob Liefeld clone. It's a Rob Liefeld <laughs> clone, yeah. And <laughs> that it's sounds
1: horrible. It is the most ridiculous ripoff of <laughs> X Force you'll ever see.
0: That sounds amazing. It's yeah.
1: like obvious cable character, obvious Wolverine character,
2: obvious oh. domino character. It's bad. Like, obvious, wow. obvious more than Like you would think was obvious, like (laughs) like how did they not get sued? Yeah, like it's cable with a ponytail and Wolverine with like extra added onto his mask.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really funny. Oh my god, it's insane. Um,
2: and they're all different colors. Yeah, (laughs) just yeah, different colors. The 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 I mean the pencils for that you probably would have a hard time telling. Um, but yeah, so so if you have any suggestions to throw into the hat for our uh, indie week tweet us or message us on Facebook those are the two most reliable methods of getting a hold of us um, and if we don't say your review give us a, uh, if we don't say your uh, if you're if we you, if we don't pick your uh, your uh, recommendation give us a one star review give us a one star review yeah, yeah. Uh, just ble- please for the love of God include a Keith David factor reference in there just, yeah. that's all I ask no matter what you can you can bash on me and my voice all you want but when you leave Keith David out of the equation that's when I get pissed unforgivable <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's got any last words? Uh, anything magical to send us off into the
2: atmosphere with? Really quick. I'm gonna. Before we do that. Uh, Twitter is at SavageLandPod. Facebook and Instagram SavageLandPodcast. Uh, YouTube. That might be cool. One word. All right. Back yeah, to you.
1: You got, any, got anything? Got anything else? Anything? Nope. Dealer. Nope.
2: It was. It was. It was all about ChromeBobulus, Michael. <laughs>